As you walk through the valley of the shadow of hell, you will see through the fog a bend in reality, a veil that is beyond your own comprehension. It's the other side, beyond the void. What's up, guys, and welcome back to Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. That's right. It's episode 353, and we have a special, special program for you today. We're going to be learning all about geometry. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're actually got special guests in the the studio. It's Geralt of Rivia. Uh, (laughs) There we go. Toss a coin to your witcher! I prefer Qui-Gon, Jim. He, he's, I swear to God, he looks like fucking Geralt of Rivia, guys. I'm going to post the picture to the episode, but it's Patrick, our old host that used to be on. Quite, He's our longest-running host, I think, except for Christina now. Yeah, I think Christina trumps me now. Right? Yeah, she definitely does. She's been on for like two or three years, I think, at this point in time. But Patrick was one of the ones. He was one of the earliest adopters. And then we had Brittany, and then Patrick came back for a little bit, and then there was like... Christina and Patrick, and then it just kind of ended up with Christina because she's better. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, dude, I can't handle this fucking guy anymore. Christina, tag, you're fucking it. No, he had a kid, so he had to he had to be responsible. You know, it was either the podcast or the kid. I told him to get rid of the kid. And even to this day, I'm like, it's not too late to abort, Patrick. We still have the laws. <laughs> What? No, I love his kid. His kid's like my child almost, you know what I mean? You used to like calm him down, like his videos, like anytime like I'd watch one of your reviews. Oh like, yeah, that's right. When he was a baby, yeah. But he thinks I'm cool. Fan. He thinks I'm cool. Right. So I'm 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 okay with him for now. When he doesn't, then we can abort. <laughs> I think that'll be the <laughs> That's the move. That's what Jesus would want, I think. <laughs> No, I kid. No, I kid. Yeah, I love him to death. He's the fucking cutest kid in the world. He's a little button pusher, though, isn't he? Oh, dude. He's at that age right now where he's like, let's see what this does. Well, not only that, he likes to be like, what does this do? Does it do this? And you're like, yeah. No, it doesn't. And you're like, yes, it does. Oh, he's, I don't want to (laughs) say. He's pulling a uh, ex-president on you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's doing that thing. Okay, yeah. Kids do that, though, you know? They, they just like to see what, what's going on. Right, they like to push the boundaries. But anyway, we don't do a shot today. We're not doing a horror shot. We're just drinking. I got a Stella Artois. He's got... I got bullet rye with some soda water. There you go. And I got Stella Artois, and I'm drinking coffee, which is weird. <laughs> but I'm amped up, and I'm ready to go. So 
Well, before we go on a little bit, let's explain what we're going to be doing today. So Patrick's joining us. We're going to be talking about two movies for Thanksgiving. We figured, hey, you know what? Pilgrims really got a long, they got a, they got a head start. So <laughs> let's just say it in the nicest way. Right. So we figured we'd do some movies about indigenous uh, people and uh, gods even. So yeah. we picked two movies. One that is from 1978 called The Manitou. Very interesting movie about a fake psychic who meets up with his ex-girlfriend who has a growth on her back that's the size of a baby fetus and grows at about 7.5 millimeters per hour until it turns into a life-size human man. (laughs) It's a wild movie, and uh, we're going to talk about it. And If you have never seen it, you should definitely check it out. You can rent it, by the way. It's like $3.99, I think, for online and and then we're also going to talk about prey from 2022 from hulu on hulu you can watch it there or you can actually pick up a 4k copy now i think there's even a blu-ray yeah they won't do it for hellraiser though you sons of bitches i know right i have, uh, I have some gripes about that movie but other than that it was, it was a great movie but hulu prey is stepping up the game prey is one of the movies that is a continuation of the the franchise of predator and it is about an indigenous woman who is very good at her craft. She is a hunter, a huntress, shall we say. Right. And uh, it is Hunter v. Hunter in this all-out fucking apocalyptic past storytelling that may or may not be connected to the entire franchise. We'll get into that more later. But you probably already know what I'm fucking talking about because everybody's seen Prey. But we figured it'd be a good time to talk about it on the podcast because one of my view hours my friends Klemke as we call him actually gave me the 4k of this movie so nice thank you buddy appreciate it so we, we you know whenever somebody buys something i try to do it on the podcast or on the youtube that's why how it works if any of you are ever interested it's not and in, 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 you do not have to do this believe me <laughs> it's totally fine uh but you know i do offer it if you ever want a movie that to to watch on the podcast or, or to do on the youtube like us to do a review or anything like that we have an amazon wish list you can now add your own stuff to it so if you want to add something and then add like an additional item like a movie that you think is really good and you can get it you know i think you can even buy it from third party things or whatever but or you can just talk to me and uh, just listen to the podcast. That's also cool, too. We like yeah. that. And share it. Share the episode would be really cool, actually. So if you got a friend out there that likes horror or just likes uh, our stupid asses, maybe you could show them that we exist because that's how <laughs> I'm real. I'm a real person. I'm not a dying podcast. Okay. <laughs> No, but I have been putting a lot of pressure on the YouTube lately, so I feel like I've like kind of slacked in my duties of like kind of pumping the podcast a little bit. But you know, because I like doing both, man. I'm a long-winded motherfucker. That's why my videos that are should be about five minutes on YouTube are about ten or twelve minutes, you know, because I just can't stop talking about shit that I like to talk about. And I'm sure there's trolls out there like, oh, you're, you're trying to hit that ten-minute mark. Dude, motherfuckers are telling me they're like, uh, your editing's a little choppy. And I'm like, yeah, you should see how long it lasts when I don't. Yeah. You know, do you want right. to watch a 50 minute video? Because, uh, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. <laughs> yeah, you know? it's just a thing, you know. But anyway, so how have you been, Patrick? What's going on with you? Is there anything new going on in your life? Oh, it's the same, it's the same hell, you know. <laughs> the Rinse hell? Repeat, you know? No, it's not hell. You know, it's, 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 I got a routine. It's just the same every day. Yeah. 
Like that song, what is it? The Trent Reznor song? Every day is exactly the same. Every day! You should mix it up. Get out there and fight some monsters, Geralt. (laughs) (laughs) I'll toss you a coin. (laughs) Dude, I'm taking a picture, I swear to God. Do it. He's a witcher. Look at his eyes. I'll have to add cat eyes to your fucking... (laughs) Maybe fucking AI it up or something. I'm still sticking firm to Qui-Gon Jinn. But you want to say Witcher? I, I mean, mean, they're both dope. Yeah, but you've... Nah, it's Geralt. It's <laughs> it's the hair. It's the way you did it. You tied it back in a bun with the bottom part hanging down. It's Qui-Gon Jinn. It's Geralt of Rivia. Okay, I'll take it. Qui-Gon Jinn does not bang as many, you know, NPCs. Like I said, I'll take it. As, <laughs> I'll take it. As Geralt does. I don't even think... I don't know. Does Qui-Gon Jinn have sex? I don't think Jedi's are allowed to have sex. I think I, someone's probably made a porno of it. There's got to be. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen pterodactyl porn at this point. Like, <laughs> I, see, this is what happens when Christina's not on. There's nobody to stop it. Yeah, there's no one to censor. I just love to let you roll. Yeah, with he it. does. That's what Chris, Christina's there to look at me and go, no, no, no. Oh, I'm here for it. I'm she has for it. the verbal smackdown or the 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 look. She has the look. She does the rock look at me. Yeah, we. I don't have a look. I can't do that to Kelly. Like, women are just... They, <laughs> well, yeah. They don't care. <laughs> That's because you get the look. What are you talking about? That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> you can't flip the script on it. No. <laughs> ah, there's some that do, and most of them that don't. The ones that are in good relationships just kind of do whatever they have to. <laughs> <laughs> they just lay down and take it, you know? <laughs> anyway, we're just being silly, guys. <laughs> really not even sure what we're saying i think we're a little loopy actually uh well this is my third drink yeah patrick doesn't get to drink so he's over here fucking like slamming him like uncle fucking pete who just got out of fucking prison little soda whiskey you know (laughs) i got fucking kids and shit jesus christ give me another (laughs) well things are good for you though right you're having a good time having a good time yeah doing the daddy thing he's a good daddy you know, I try to be, I try to be as good as I can be with, you know, I don't hit my kid, you know, <laughs> that's good. I guess, I guess I know some <laughs> that's a pretty like, low bar to fill there. You know, <laughs> I don't I, hit I, my I kid met that though. Requirement. I don't, I don't hit my kid. Yeah. So it's like you go I'm to a the, good dad at them. Yeah. So when some of the child protective services come out, Hey, look, I don't hit my kid though. I just verbally abuse him until he fucking cries. <laughs> I'm building character. Yeah, Bill, he's, he's getting strong for the world out there. He's going to get that big job because I did that to him. You know what I mean? <laughs> Put him down until they grow up, you know? <laughs> then he comes down and shoots his dad in the head with a... <laughs> what the... Then you find that you go down into the basement and a fucking... Uh, the lock on the fucking... <laughs> the gun safe is broken and he's got a gun to your head. Hopefully someone gets me my gun safe on my wish list. Oh, God. I have a gun safe, but it, it's... I don't know, man. It has a key only. There is like a like a, a button push on it. I wouldn't But I that. bought it used and I don't know the code for it, so I just have the key. So uh. I've been looking on Amazon for like one of the fingerprint ones where you could just be like, boop. Hmm. What do you, so this could become a reality is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 only my fingerprint. You have to cut my finger off. Yeah, he was down in the basement by himself for about five days trying to break into it <laughs> with a Tonka truck. <laughs> with a Thomas the Train. Yeah. There was blood all over. The- <laughs> all right, we're getting out of control. 
Anyway, so have you seen any horror movies lately, man? Like, or are you just completely void? Is it just all like Thomas the Train? And I'm trying to think of the last what's movie what's the new I kids either. shows that you're into? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should be asking that. Oh, well, I'm watching a lot of Thomas. My kid's really into Sonic and Mario right now. Oh, it's the, whole, it's the craze. So teaching them retro stuff. Well, since the movie came out, I mean, oh, uh, okay, you know, all right, it's like fair a thing enough. Again, they got a new game too that just came out as well. Probably the Mario Wonder or something. No, I'm talking about Sonic, but. But yeah, they'd have that one too, I think. Yeah, they'll never stop making Mario. They'll never stop making Sonic. It's just try. Does he play games? He attempts. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Have you tried to get him started? And he's. uh, I tell him how to play, but it kind of like he's just like one ear out the other. He's getting the hang of it slowly but surely. He's getting better at Mario Kart. He's actually steering the car now instead of just like going into the barriers. Well, and if you can't hit him, you can't teach him. So it's like. Don't hate your kids, people, please. <laughs> no. Uh, Electric shock collar. So it's just works it's best. just weird because like normally kids are just so drawn to that so early. You know what I mean? Like they just want to grab it. What I've noticed is that all kids gravitate towards train. Oh yeah, or, all or dinosaurs. And he loves dinosaurs too. Yeah, every that and space too. Does he like space? Yeah. Okay, because that's like one of those things when, when we, you realize that you're on a big ball. The last televised rocket launch. We watched when he was like one, right? And he was, yeah, he was over the moon about. You're it. like, see that? That's a rich guy leaving us to die. <laughs> <laughs> That's his penis. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, have you seen any horror movies other than Prey here recently? Have you watched anything new? You did say you watched Halloween the Ends. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, I watched. That was a while. You want to upset though. everybody about yeah. that? Because either way you talk about it, you're gonna fucking upset somebody. Right, maybe we shouldn't talk some, about it. Wait, yet. Maybe, I'll just say this: it had it had some pretty good death scenes in it. Okay, yeah, and it, and it started out with. I love the bang. fucking first death. Yeah, like it, that was like fuck. I stood up and cheered. I was like, yeah, like that fucking meme where the guy's like clapping. And I think they set it up for failure at that point because, like, from the it, like it's it it had a great opening. And well, you don't want to like, spoil it, yeah. You're right. I'm not spoiling anything, but it had a great opening, and then it just kind of fell flat. Okay. But the death scenes were good. You've watched anything else though on Shutter or anything? I'm trying to think of the last one. You haven't seen When Evil Lurks yet. You need to watch that. Yeah, I need to watch that. I did Do not watch... watch that with your kid around, dude. Uh, or with Kelly, by the way, because that's gonna upset her. Well, it's hard because Kelly really doesn't like horror. So, like, I get to watch bits and pieces of horror movies and some try to try to revisit them again. You know what I mean? So, it was refreshing watching these again. Well, maybe you got to start her out slow. Maybe, like, put on Serbian film or something. <laughs> <laughs> she loved that. Yeah, yeah. All of Mothers, too. Yeah. You know? Watch Color Out of Space after that, you know. <laughs> well, that one's actually all right. <laughs> oh, that scene with the mom and oh, the Oh, did that upset her? She never saw it. I, I, uh, I won't show it to her for that reason. I don't think it's that bad. It's just horror. Eh. We're talking about Kelly here. Yeah, well, I'm not saying anything. I'm not just I'm just saying I don't think it's that bad. That's yeah. Well, I think it's kind of light, actually. Yeah. From her perspective, I'm looking at this. If and- Color Out of Space is bad, then she's going to fucking absolutely hate when evil lurks. Let me just yeah. tell you. Yeah. So you need to watch that one time, you know, like. When you get a chance, like, uh, I would definitely, but you need to lock in because it's one of those movies you got to kind of like really focus on. The last movie I attempted to watch with her was Skin and Marine. Oh, really? Yeah. How the hell did you, <laughs> how did you like get it. her to watch? Yeah, of course she didn't like it. 
It's, it's, she was There's like, a nine out of ten percent chance that you're gonna fucking ninety percent chance. I liked it. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying that most people don't. You know, it's a very fine niche audience that really right. likes it. I thought it was great, but yeah. like I said, I didn't get to finish it. I like so, the Outwaters a little bit more. Yeah, mm-hmm. it actually had a, kind of a story. You know what I mean? Not just like five minutes of story. I'm trying to think though. Uh, I did rewatch movie that I've already seen, but. It, the last horror movie I watched was uh, Dead Alive. Really? Okay. Yeah, that sh- should be coming out on 4K soon, I hope. Fuck. Speaking of which, there's a lot of movies coming out on Friday, on uh, Black Friday. Really? What's coming out? So, we got Severin, who's got two bangers for me, right off the bat. They they announced that they're doing The Church in 4K, Ooh. which is not my favorite when you compare it to Della Morte, Della Morte yeah. 4K, which is also coming out. Like, if I had to pick between the two, it would be Delamorte, Delamore, you know. Um, but, or Cemetery Man, for those of you who may know it as that. As I've never well. actually seen Cemetery Man. Oh, you've only seen the the the, the name Delamorte, Delamore? Yeah. Anyway. But I have seen The Church. You gave me that on VHS. Michele Suave. And it wasn't even, like, the real VHS. It was, like, a copy. That's how they say it. I, I always fuck it up, so I'm trying to give it a little, little stank. I think he gave me that and Intruder. Oh, yeah. That's right. So that's coming out. They got other ones. They got another one called Spider's Labyrinth, which is just a very random, weird Italian uh, horror movie. Uh, I kind of want, but I'm sure it'll be around afterwards, so I'm not too worried about it. They also, and I just was going to get the convent to watch for Halloween because I love Night of the Demons, and that movie is pretty much like an homage to Night of the Demons. Only, really? Only a comedy. And it's uh it's actually uh what is the first it's a uh, it's coming out on 4K. If you had to put it next to another movie, it's like if you like this, then this is oh 100 percent yeah. If you like if you liked Night of the Demons, you will love the Convent. Although you may not like the humor, I don't know. It's like you know one of those things where it might not be the funniest thing to you, but you know humor's subjective. To you. Yeah, but yeah, so those are the three that I really want, mm-hmm. and I just don't know like. It's like I have I have this nugget of money coming that I'm like, you know, and it's like, fuck, it's already gone. Because like one of them, the convent is like 50 bucks. Really? Yeah. And I'm sure that the other the like church and the other one are going to be like 39 or 40. If not the same. price. Yeah, probably. So it's like right there. It's all the money's gone like mm-hmm. instantly. You know what I mean? It's like, Jesus. And I'm sure somebody else, Vinegar Syndrome, is going to punt out something that's just going to blow my fucking mind. This is going to be like a nightmare. Have they released a, a reanimator yet? They just M4K? put out. They haven't done reanimator, but they did From Beyond. Good enough. Good that's enough. that's what I personally prefer that over reanimator, but a lot of people love reanimator. So, but that's just me. I like Lovecraftier, more Lovecraftier stuff. I love those movies. I love reanimator and reanimator 2, you know, Bride of Reanimator, whatever. But I just love From Beyond more, you know. Rabid Grannies came out on Vinegar Syndrome, which oh, I got man, picked a, up. I only watched that once. That's complete like... version. Vinegar Syndrome has now officially the complete version. The one that... The one uh, we watched, that's back when Mike was... Recently. Right, but this is even more complete. This actually has more than I thought there was. Oh, really? Yeah, so they have like the full version, and I got a copy. It's got two lenticulars on both sides. And so, you know, what was it? Uh, Troma... For the longest time, put all the extra, put it all in the extras. But oh, they, it's a trauma film. It well, they owned the rights to it in America, but it was a 
French Dutch film. It's a Dutch film that's French speaking, I think is what they I don't know. I can't remember. But we're not doing a shot today, guys. So we're filling up the gap with all our meaningless talk. So I hope you don't mind. You can always skip ahead, by the way. <laughs> if you want to skip ahead, um, I'll put this but in if the... if you want a shot, you know, get yourself some soda water. I'll record this now, but I'll put it in the beginning and you guys won't even know. <laughs> now it's time for us to jump into our flesh and potatoes of the Manitou from 1978 and Prey from 2022. We're going to go ahead and do that right now. guys so we're gonna go ahead and jump into the first movie which is the manitou or manitou manitou essentially manitou. yeah it's a it's an old 70s movie that is just really weird and we're gonna talk about it today and break it down a little bit and have some trivia and stuff it's essentially about a psychic's girlfriend who finds out that a lump on her back is growing the reincarnation of a 400 year old demonic native american spirit the manitou Taglines, there's quite a few, and I want to read them because I think they're kind of humorous. Time could not stop him. Wait, hold on. Time could not stop him. Space could not hold him. Science could not destroy him. The Manitou. It has awakened. (laughs) Evil does not die. It waits to be reborn. Got to do it in different voices, maybe. (laughs) Possession marked the exorcist. Demonic pregnancy erupted Rosemary's baby. Warnings followed the omen. And the Manitou has it all combined. What was that like? Yeah, see? Yeah, see? (laughs) You're flat foot. In the grisly tradition of Alien. What? Alien was so popular at that time that they even tried to cram it into the Manitou. Right. I mean, everything was trying to rip off of it. Dude, everything. It's probably the most ripped off fucking movie Besides, in history. Besides, like, Star Wars. And, well, in Night of the Living Dead, obviously. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, so this movie came out in 1978. It was directed by William Girdler, who, he was born in Kentucky, and, uh... He actually passed in January 21st of 1978, just the year that it came out. He was a director, writer, composer. He had done things like Sheba Baby, Abby, which was like The Exorcist, but in 1974, one that we've never covered on the podcast. I know we were thinking about it at one point in time. Do you remember that? He also did Day of the Animals and many, many more. We got writers Graham Masterson, who also wrote on this. This is his first uh, writing credit. He also went on to do The Hunger TV show, which was from 97 to 2000. There was about 44 episodes. He also did another audio play in 2021 called Manito, which I've never heard of. It's a six hour and 30 minute, 38 minute fucking audio play, though. So that's interesting. So, yeah, Graham Masterson actually wrote the book to this. He had uh, done other films that. Um, he had written for, but he was the, this was the novel. It was based on his novel. Uh, he also did The Hunger in 1997, Burn and Burn, and he was uh, pretty popular. He did uh, writing for The Hunger. It was a TV show. 
in 97 to 2000. So he pretty much like had some help on that. I don't know how connected he was to that show, but yeah, this is based off of his novel. So it was published two years before this movie came out. So they were kind of grabbing it and putting it out like instantly. You know what I mean? This is when books were the hot thing and they had somebody to turn it into a screenplay. I wonder what the book's like, you know? We also have John Cedar, who did some of the writing on this. He was an actor turned writer, so he'd been in a lot of different stuff, but I guess he just added to the movie in some regard uh, because this is his only writing credit. And then last but not least, we have Thomas Pope, who helped out with the screenplay, who had worked on a few things, Don't Look in the Basement, and The Lords of Discipline. The movie stars... Tony Curtis, who plays Harry, the the fake psychic or kind of psychic. I don't know. It's a little confusing. He was in a lot of stuff and very popular stuff back in the day, of course. He even was in the movie Blonde, which was that movie that Brad Pitt produced, the, the, the one about Marilyn Monroe. Uh, he was also in movies like Some Like It Hot, Sweet Smell of Success, The Persuaders, The Mummy Lives from 1993, by the way. Lobster Man from Mars, and Shaft, the TV show for seven episodes. We also have Susan Strasberg, who plays the woman with the fetus on her back. She plays Karen. She was in things like Capo, Picnic, Scream of Fear, Roller Coaster. She's acted all the way up into 2018. She stopped acting for about 20 years and just came out of nowhere and started doing some acting again uh, for a movie called The Other Side of the Wind. We also have Michael Ansara, who plays one of the shaman in the movies, who uh, was in a lot of different movies, of course, back in the day with Charles Bronson, even with uh, Assassination, The Message, even did voice acting for Mr. Freeze and Batman Beyond and uh, Batman Vengeance. He was also in the voice acting of the Rambo animated TV series as General Warhawk. And the movie Day of the Animals, which Girdler did as well. So obviously he wanted to bring him over. Burgess Meredith also makes an appearance in this movie. He plays Dr. Snow, who's in it for just like a brief second. He's one of the guys that kind of leads them on their journey to John uh, singing, singing bird. He was in obviously Clash of the Titans. He was Mickey and Rocky. He was in a ton of different stuff, including grumpier old men and more. There are a ton of people in this movie, so I won't go over every one of them, but Patrick, what did you think of this movie? I think it's one of those movies, if I would have grown up with it, I probably would have had a little bit more stronger connection with it. But okay. It, it was, I think the story was interesting. And like you were saying, like it, if it was made present day, I think it has very good potential. I just love 70s movies, man. It is, they're just comforting, you know what I mean? They're definitely weird. There's like, some that are just amazing and weird to me. They just have that. I love the graininess of the film. I love the, the, the music, the theatrical music that they add to them. They're all the same. You know the, you know the songs I'm talking about. Well, they about. take it very seriously a lot of times. Yeah. Right. This uh, movie takes itself way too seriously. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it has funny stuff in it, but it, yeah, it does take itself a little serious. Yeah, it's trying sure. to be like Rosemary's Baby. It even said it in the tagline. Well, you know, I, I thought overall, I, I thought it was okay. Not, okay. Not, not, not good, not great. Well, why do you think it's okay? Uh, it just... It just like I said, I just didn't have that connection to it. I, I think that you probably watched it when you were younger. No, not at all. I actually watched it um, probably within the last 10 years, first time. First time? Yeah. 
Loved it. Yeah, it was just one of those movies that, I, you know, I dig and dig and dig and dig uh, for just the weirdest concepts and plots and things like that. Right. I want to be able to watch every fucking weird movie there is. And this sounded really fucking weird. And then when I saw it, I was I couldn't believe it. So I'll get into that, though. But you, I want to hear your specifics, sir. I, like I said, I thought it was okay. I like I could have done. I think the pacing could have been a little bit better, a little splotchy. Yeah. Uh, well, what did you like about the plot? Yeah, the the plot was great. Like I like I said, I I but like I definitely see the potential there. I'm like now I kind of want to see a a revised version of it, like an updated remake of it. Yeah. Yeah. But overall, it was funny. It, it's definitely one of those movies that I I I, I can see Mystery Science Theater like just hacking at it. You know. <laughs> I don't think the acting's that bad, though. That's the thing, though. It's like they really kind of but there's a, it. there's a lot of comical things in it. Like, those sure. buttons on the elevator at the hospital oh, were yeah. ridiculous. But overall, I, th- I thought it was okay. Okay. I, n- nothing, nothing to write home about, but... Do you not like the supernatural element in it, or...? No, I th- like I said, uh, it was just... It, it was okay. Okay. So what did you think of the acting, though? It, it, it The acting was cringe at some points really but for the most part it was okay but there was the, like that cringe but how like, did it start out for you how did it end like did you like the middle like what you know did you like the practical effects did you think it was bizarre did you think you know like what what do you think uh, i i tell you what there is a scene can't say but you know there, there is a couple of scenes in there where i'm like oh that's really nice i like that but they didn't it, of course it doesn't go where i want it to go but it, it did some certain things that were cool uh, the acting for the seventies, it was okay, but some of the lines they had were a little cheese. Okay, and it make you chuckle here and there. Um, visual effects were what you would expect from the. And 70s. you've never seen this before? I've never seen it before. No. Okay. But I mean, like I said, I would give it. Am I judging it in present time or if like for seventies? Whatever, judge it for whatever. You, this is your first time seeing it. What did you think of it? If I had to score it, I would give it like a four point five. Really? Okay. All right. Hey, no, that's fine. Um, I personally really like this movie. It, it is, it is, you know, an imperfect film. It's got a little all over the place. There's a whole lot. It's like a fucking salad of like crazy things that are going on in the movie that they just shoved in there. But I love how bananas and bonkers it goes. Like, I really just love that they decided to put this horrific fucking human thing that this like godlike creature that crawls out of the back of a woman you know, that is the most bizarre fucking thing I've ever fucking seen in a movie. And yeah, it takes a while and she's like kind of carrying it around and stuff. And it's it's got elements of like they said, Omen. It's got elements of Rosemary's Baby. There's like elements of like all kinds of stuff in there. It's almost like a hodgepodge of all those different movies in one one big movie. And it even kind of reminds me of like later on what Poltergeist did with some of the later films. You know what I mean? Like that's why I said when when we were rewatching the end together, and I said, "Oh, I was like hey, Caroline," <laughs> because the ice everywhere. You know right. what I mean? Anyway, um, but yeah, I just I, I this is the most bizarre fucking plot line. One up, you know, the Demon Seed is another one of those movies that really just blew my mind, and that was like. The 70s were some fucked up times, man. That acid really fucked with people's heads in the 60s, and they came up with some wild shit, dude. I don't know what it is, but I I, I like some, a lot of 70s movies. I mean, if you think about it, we got Dawn of the Dead. We got uh, uh, Suspiria. We got Demon Seed. We got this movie. We got 
I drink your blood. So 70s acid, then we get to hit the 80s, and then we're coke binging. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what 80s, yeah, I don't know what, yeah, maybe that's what it was. But I think, you know, it's just one of those movies that I just, I've never, they took it so seriously, and you would never see a movie like this in the serious movie like this ever again. No. That's why I'm saying, like, if someone were ever to put, like, just $10 million into this film and remake it and do it like in some weird Lovecraftian way that and like, it, like it wouldn't take much. You could get like Panos Cosmatos uh, to do this film who did like Mandy mm. or beyond the black rainbow. Yeah. 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 yeah and yeah. like really twist it into something that's like really dark and like, you know, cause this has like this weird happy tone over it. The it whole does, fucking it time. It feels very comforting. Like right. I said, it, it feels like it's it like, felt nostalgic to me without even, ever watched it before. because there's just so many bizarre things going on there's like one part where all this crazy shit's happening in a hospital and they just keep going back to the disaster casually right as if they're like you know i think it's time for a break let's go have a sandwich and then they go and have a talk sandwich somewhere else and then they come back and it's like brutally crazy there's blood everywhere <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Some of the iconography, the imagery and stuff like that are in here. The lore in this movie is if you're paying attention and this is a movie that I feel like you weren't able to pay attention to as deep because if you were, you would have been like, what the fuck? Because the stuff that they say about where this guy comes from and how he comes from and like how it's like this witch doctor who's like relived and reborn like a million times. And like he's on his 17th or something like or his 15th reincarnation and he gets stronger and more powerful. There's just a lot of lore to it. And they're just kind of casually saying it through the these two characters, a guy who's dating one of his ex-girlfriends who he had a fling with many moons ago that he actually did have a crush on and really loved. And now he's wrapped up into this whole fucking real world shamanistic thing where he's dealing with a God, a deity of sorts, a, a native American indigenous God of sorts, who's like using the power of all these other gods to basically like turn the world into a fucking like, pile of ash it's like it's got the wildest ending uh, i don't know man some of the like the scenes of him on her back and shit are just like if i saw that as a kid that would have fucking terrified me oh it would have left a stain it would sure. yeah that would have like really ruined my nights at sleep you know at, at my parents house if i were to watch that you know <laughs> like i probably would have shit the bed like just because i didn't want to get up no, but I, yeah, like it, it would have terrified me as a child and I would have been scared out of my mind. That that imagery, the look on her face in that scene is so horrific to me. But there's like so many cool things, so many supernatural elements that are going on around like this woman that has this growth on her back. So it's like more than just a movie about a tumor on someone's back. It's like, it, like I said, it's got the omen. It's got Rosemary's baby. There's all these different things happening. It's really just a weird hodgepodge thing of all these different movies that you might like. So if you like The Omen, you like uh, Rosemary's Baby, and you don't mind seeing crazy supernatural fucking indigenous god type stuff that literally swings for the fences by the end of the movie, then I'd say watch this. I would give this movie, I don't know, like it isn't perfect, but I just... I'm always going to rewatch it because it just blows me away. Like what the fuck they were trying to come up with in this movie. So I'm like at a 7.5, you know, 7.5. 
Yeah, just because it's original, I mean, I would watch a remake of this. I know people hate remakes, but I feel like this is a really good movie that really has some potential that they could make some, like, artistic changes to to really kind of, like, hone in on the darkness of this because the tone of this movie is really bizarre. You know, it's got this, like, wholehearted, like, you know, come on down, fucking, you know, the price is right kind of look to it. But it's like, <laughs> you know, there's a fucking growth on her back. That's a fucking tumorous demonic god. One dollar, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> Bob is eating children on the stage. <laughs> and some woman got dragged under the goddamn wheel when she spun it. And her head's just click clacking underneath. <laughs> and then from her ass, a baby is born. No. Um, she left with a big flip flap on her back. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, I think you should check it out. Um, I, I had somebody else that just decided to watch it because I said it was a bonkers plot and is an underrated gem, and he watched it immediately and loved it. So, yeah, you know. What the fuck do I know? I don't know. Patrick's got an attention span problem, and uh, I think... <laughs> I'm just teasing I you. am ADHD, so, you know. I mean, you probably... I mean, it was probably hard to watch that kind of movie in your environment, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, it's hard to watch anything. Yeah, that's what I mean, like... It's one of those movies you kind of have to pay attention to get rewarded. It's one of the first movies that ever mentions Ritalin, by the way, that I've ever seen. Really? And that was 1978, dude. They talk about Ritalin. They're like, oh, they're, well, it could be that she has ADD. <laughs> it's like, that's how stupid they were about it back then. You know what I mean? Like, well, maybe she's got ADD. Well, doesn't everybody have ADD? Jesus Christ. That's what it felt like when I was a kid. Like, yes. everybody had ADD. Yeah, they were like, I don't want to deal with this. Just give him Ritalin. Shut him up. They're yeah. a fucking kid. They want to go out and play. What do you, what do you expect? <laughs> but it's weird because I grew up, you know, having ADD and, you know, they put me all these like weird programs and stuff yeah. because they thought there was something wrong with me. And it's like now everybody has it. And I'm like, oh, cool. I'm glad I got to spend all that time, you know, feeling like a complete object failure or like something was wrong with me. Right. I, I know that feeling. Bro. Like they, I felt like a guinea pig, man. The, the different medications they had me on. Dude, I thought my parents were dropping me off of the hospital when they got me to do a, a, a fucking IQ test. Really? Yeah. I had to go to a hospital where, you know, they have like the colored lines. Follow the yellow line. You know, like, and I'm like, are you dropping me off here? <laughs> They're like, we're going to go to the doctor today, Alex. And I was like, no, I'm never going home, am I? <laughs> anyway, parents used to do that at the mall. They, they drive home and see if I could find my way back. <laughs> and that's how I became a park ranger, everyone. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you have a collect call from, where the fuck are you guys? Yeah, no, I wouldn't be able to call him because. No kids remembered phone numbers back then. I remember my phone number. Yeah, well, you know what I mean. Like, it's just one of those things. Yeah, I guess you do when you later on because you have your friends call. Anyway, let's get into some of the trivia on this movie. If you want to check it out, you're going to have to rent it, unfortunately. Scream Factory did put it out, but I don't think they actually have any more copies. And if they do, you, you I would grab one if I were you because it's. I don't think it's ever going to see a 4K Although it might because they lost the original footage. So the only scan that they have is the one that they actually happen to do a 4K scan. So they might actually do a 4K at one point. But this is not a very popular film. It only made like, I think, 1.5 billion or billion. It only made 1.5 trillion dollars at the at the box <laughs> office. Um, it, it made 1.5 million at the at the box office. So. But I would pick it up. You might be able to find it on eBay. Check it out. But if you don't want anything spoiled, here's your warning. 
So William Girdler, remember I mentioned he he had passed away? Yeah. Well, he, he was killed in a helicopter crash in the Philippines while scouting locations for another film. That was another, there was another director. We watched The Shriek of the Mutilated. He died in a helicopter crash. And there was also another movie. God, what was it? I'm thinking of Tales from the Crypt or Tales from something or... Oh, uh, Twilight Zone, the movie, I think, where the guy goes back and the helicopter crash was in there. You remember mm. that? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, where yeah, the yeah. kids died and stuff? They had him too close to the helicopter and it crashed. That was wild, dude. Wild. Helicopters are fucking dangerous, guys. Seriously, dude. Like, uh, like, a, a, like a little dent in the, the fucking propeller and it'll just throw it off kilter. Uh, when I was a kid and I watched Dawn of the Dead, I kept thinking about the part where the guy stands on the box and the top of his head gets chopped off. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Old chop top. <laughs> Old that, was, chop that was the true chop chop <laughs> before chop chop was around. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, um, so this premiered in South Africa actually in 1978, and they actually printed the invitations on vomit bags. No, yeah, because it was so gross. It is pretty gross. It's a gross movie, dude. That fucking thing when it crawls out of her back and that look, was probably well, the her face is like thing. this, <laughs> and you just see the hand coming out of her back like this, and it's like, ah, what the fuck? It's like you just want to pop the zit, like get him out. I totally thought that he's like because it made it look like the whole time his arms are gonna come towards her face and just like rip her head pop off the back like a fucking pez, yeah, like the fucking uh, dead alive. <laughs> <laughs> I love that fucking movie so much. <laughs> this was apparently a $3 million budget, by the way. $3 million. Yeah, so they only made half of it at the box office, and I'm sure they spent a lot on advertising, advertising and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a bomb, technically. But, I mean, there's a lot of movies that were considered a bomb, you know, and I still like them. So, you know, I can understand why people didn't like this. This is a bizarre fucking movie. But that's kind of what I love about it, too, you know? Apparently, they bought this from Graham Masterson for about $50,000 at the time. $50,000. That's a lot of money back then. I mean, that's, I mean, yeah, it is technically because I think it's like eight times the amount. Yeah. Is that back then? So if you think about it, that's, that's quite a bit of money. Mm hmm. So <laughs> you're doing the math and you're, <laughs> yeah, I think it's 40,000. Yeah. It's 400,000. Oh, shit. Yeah. But reportedly, William Girdler, John Cedar, and Thomas Pope wrote the film screenplay in three days. So, but I guess it helps when you have three people fucking writing it. So I, yeah. I don't know. And but it does seem kind of choppy. The yeah, screenplay. A bit. Yeah, a little spotty. I mean, they had a pretty big cast too, which Tony Curtis, Ann Southern, and Burgess Meredith were all fucking Oscar nominees. So the fact that they were in this weird ass fucked up movie, I mean, they they really. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking, really. But, you know, right. kind of adds some legitimacy to this this weird, bizarre fucking movie. They're like, wait, tell me again? But it didn't it's save what? it, obviously. They uh, apparently, um, speaking of, like, <sighs> Singing Bird, the guy, the character that played Singing Bird, Michael Ansara, reportedly said that he almost turned this role down uh, in the film after learning that there would be a full-blooded Native American that had been turned down for it. But at the time, he needed the work, so he just said, all right. But okay. I guess that was back then, too, you know? I guess that's the courteous thing to do, but I thought he was really good in the role. I liked him in it. Yeah. Kind of reminded me of the guy that was in, I can't think of his name, in Poltergeist 2. Uh, they probably stole that idea from this movie and were like, well, that's a good bit. We'll just take it out of that shitty movie. Yeah. You know? Always cherry picking. Right. Hollywood. Well, everything's always, whenever you think of, like, especially when you're thinking of, like, oh, 
you a Native American cemetery, you know what I mean? Or a Native American mound in the Northeast they have. It, it, it is trope. There's always that fucking guilt a little bit of us taking over the land that we didn't really know what we were doing with. Yeah, white guilt. Yeah, well, you know what I'm saying, though. Like, yeah. there's probably just a subconscious thing. You know? Yeah. Oh, this is like, what did they know before we came here and destroyed it all? And <laughs> this is what we deserve kind of thing. They actually rated this movie an R to start, but then somehow got it to a PG. I mean, wouldn't you call that nudity at the end? I mean, yeah, but they, you can't see it. I mean, you can the, see enough. No, 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 no. See, there was PG-13 movies with full-on breasts, dude. Really? In, the, in that time, yes, 100%. It was the violence they were worried about more. Mm. And then it kind of, over time, switched a little. Now it's nudity. Well, killing somebody is fine, but... There was a lot of PG-13 movies and PG movies that had breasts in them. That's the weirdest thing, but yeah, it's true. Wow. And this is 1978, so if you can imagine, you know, this is pre a lot of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, that's mostly it for the trivia. Patrick, is there any kind of scenes that you want to mention, like that you really liked? The seance scene. I really dug that. When which part? Well, how did how did it go? Oh, well, Break well, it down for when them. they were trying to contact these this entity that was oh yeah 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 in the beginning the woman and because uh, they, they go through many steps to get there. Yeah, the, he he is a fake psychic who grifts off old people and gives them hope for no reason. He's pretty much an asshole. And, and they go visit his friend who was a real psychic. Right. He was one of the people that manipulated her to teach him all this, the, the words to basically lie to people to make them feel like right. they're doing it. And she's like done with it because she's had some bad experiences, but she begrudgingly helps him out because he's a good friend. Well, also, he's, you could tell that he's really in need. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they try to summon this entity, and the, and successfully, the head comes out of the fucking table. Yeah, that head fucking just looks like it comes out of like a fucking barrel of oil. It looks like this <laughs> black. Yeah, it's it's pretty weird looking. Like the table's like there's like a like it, it almost looks like a glass top. Table. I think it's a stone. I Is think it, it a was stone? a stone top. Okay, you know, like it's like an old table, like with a stone top in there. And, like, he comes up right up out of it and then goes back down in it. And he's, like, looking at somebody. I can't remember. If I had have seen a head come out at that point in time, it would have been in games over. Yeah. You I, know? They, they all acted like cool co- cucumbers right there. And I was like, there's a fucking head coming out of the table. <laughs> well, then the lightning strikes the table and breaks it in half after yeah. it goes back. And then the lights scare it off. It's like, well, wow. What a, yeah. And uh, I would say the other scene that kind of fuck with me, just because it's one of my fears is uh they are all convened back into a room after that guy gets his hand bit and oh he by bring, the f- oh he brings it ghost the, reptile that bites his hand the, he brings uh john what's his name john john singing bird john singing bird back to the rest of the group and all of a sudden this earthquake hits and it did it's not necessarily an earthquake but the whole fucking room is just like, a, like an accordion Herman. pretty much it's just like it looks like it's just gonna crumble yeah it's pretty wild you can if you watch the scene closely you can see them pulling stuff over on them right instead of trying to get up they're like actually trying to make it look worse right. you know <laughs> it, like when i was a kid like i had a dream that i went to go see my grandpa after heart surgery and i took the elevator to his floor and it was barren nothing there and then it started changing all around you well i walked to the edge of the room where the window met the wall like the corner and i fell through every fucking floor is it like a infinite falling loop sort of thing it it was it it, and you know later like i just found out about the back rooms (laughs) oh yeah okay so i kind of felt like 
I don't know. I think it's it just was your weird, mind not able but, to create something fast enough for you to like. Maybe. So you're kind of trapped in a, like a consistent. I loop. do think that that dream or that nightmare had has played into a, a fear of mine that I still hold to this day, which I do not like tall buildings. Did Kelly tell you that you were speaking in your sleep saying Panna, <laughs> Panna, Kichi, Sanitao or something? <laughs> something like that? Is that what they said in the movie? Yeah, 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 yeah. stuff like that. Anyway. But it, it yeah. It, it 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 definitely triggered something in me that scene. Okay, well for me it's definitely there's two scenes that I really like. The one where the old woman throws herself down the fucking stairs is kind of funny. She just like floats across the floor and she's like Panna Panna. <laughs> I just, thought the, I thought she was saying Mana. No Panna is Panna Kichi Sanitao. Mm. Something like that. But yeah, she like floats across the floor and then just hurls down the stairs, breaking every fucking like slat on the fucking railing down there and even the bottom one. And then he like holds her as she dies, I guess. And uh, yeah, that was cool. There is also obviously one of my favorite parts, which is the entire last 20 minutes of that movie. Um, But most importantly, when the fucking... It kind of reminds me, like, when the creature came out, too, by the way, it kind of reminds me of the the Prince of Darkness, where they were kind of, like, he was controlling their dead bodies. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it kind of has that vibe to it. But, like, when he comes out of her skin like that and the look on her face, man, that is, like, what the fuck, dude? Like, it was, and her screaming before that and all that. She just lays in that room the whole fucking movie. They don't even let you know that she's necessarily that well after the end movie ends. It's more about John and fucking Harry. That's true. You know, he's right. like, here's your tobacco, buddy. You know, like, <laughs> do you think her skin will ever heal? <laughs> Let's put it this way. She's going to have a flap on her back. Like, yeah. They like, cut out like, ugh. Do you think that's where she's going to have babies from here on out? I don't know. Here's your tobacco. <laughs> See, mommy's going to have a baby out her back. You know, I didn't even think about that till you mentioned it. But yeah, they, they really don't touch base on that. Well, again. they do, but this is very briefly. Yeah. She's like, you know, but she just lays in there the whole nightmare, <laughs> like the whole fucking thing. Even when the walls break down and it's just fucking space. And then and then they kill they kill the Manitou with, or well, technically the Manitou is a spirit, right? It's energy. It's energy, spirit. Everything has a certain energy. And apparently John Singing Bird said that there was energy inside of the, the big computer because it was a huge computer. One of the ones that, you know, like it would be well, probably. Well, because he, he threw the typewriter at, at the the witch doctor. Oh, that's Remember? right. Okay. That's so how he kind of figured out that the, the machine. But what I was going back Manitou. to where, yeah, he, he was saying that there's Manitou in, in everything and the energy can be used for good or bad, depending on what the spirits feel like. And so he was saying that there's Manitou inside of the electronics. And so they get the bright idea to use the fucking huge giant fucking computer. That's probably as less powerful than my cell phone right now. <laughs> But, you know, computers are magic because they always have been from the 70s all the way up to the 90s. You know, you could basically do anything with them. Yo, I think, the, Harry. yeah, the last the last thing you could do with computers was fucking virtual reality and like build a god <laughs> with a little bit of drugs and uh, a lawnmower guy, you know, so. Um, oh, lawnmower, man. Yeah. Oh. But anyway, I love that they beat the the spirit, the, well, let's put it this way. The shaman 
who had been reborn 15 times, was summoning the powers of, of, of an elder god that had Manitou powers or something that was shooting it at her, and then they amp up all of the fucking computers in the hospital. Well, this god was supposed to be like the god of, of time and space or something, right? right? Yeah, he was like... He the, was like throwing asteroids and shit, and the bitch is just sitting there in bed. Well, yeah, she's fucking got a big sack, it, an empty totally, sack on her back. Imagine a stormtrooper trying to shoot something. That's what this scene was like. Well... Could not... It's just visuals. They just painted the room with, like, asteroids on the screen. But anyway, the funny part to me is that she uses technology to defeat the evil demon, which is like... like pink lasers. But later on, we find out that evil speak, they use technology to start evil. So the Manitou is not happy in that movie. <laughs> You've got to be careful, Harry. You could use that. The Manitou might not work for you. Well, we got to try it, right? This guy's getting metaphysical, man. <laughs> what was the god? I only have was... so many typewriters. What was the god he said he was going to call collect? He uh, said he's going to get a call from me. Well, the shaman was Gachi, right? It was Gachi Manitou. Yeah. And Harry's like, well, fuck him. You know, like, he's like, oh, you don't say that to the Gachi Manitou. He's like, why not? He's going to get a fucking call from me. Collect. <laughs> <laughs> Some funny shit there. Uh, anyway, we'll talk about the next movie now. I don't want to bore everybody with it, but yeah, I just love that movie. It's such a weird fucking bizarre last 20 minutes, especially like, I just love that they keep going in the room and coming back out. Like, it's like, Hey, snack time. Maybe it's different this time. Yeah. Hey, snack time. And they come back and they're like, Oh fuck. It's like frozen over. John Chad, are you okay? He's eating peanuts in the break room. <laughs> Anyway, uh, and the fucking creature that that thing is with its eyes and shit, it's kind of horrifying, you know? Yeah. The actual, the the witch doctor. Gatchy, Gatchy, or whatever his name is. Mm -hmm. But we do have another movie we're going to talk about, and Patrick did work on this one, and that is... Prey from 2022. Okay. So this movie is about Naru, a skilled warrior of the Comanche Nation fights to protect her tribe against one of the first highly evolved predators to land on Earth. This movie was directed by Dan Trachtenberg. He's also directed films such as uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane, which mm. is a fucking awesome movie. It's like I, two movies. Right, run. exactly. I wish that end half was like an extra 30 minutes. Right, I know. I've always wanted that. Uh, and uh, his other, he, had, he also created a short film in... 2003 called kicking he, he also has done a episode of stranger things and the boys and the boys i love that show yeah also patrick asin did it he's uh known as a producer but uh he's he's done a lot of different things he's also like been crew on like legion and stuff but he's written episodes of tom clancy's jack ryan kingdom treadstone and last light this movie starring amber Mithunder. As Naru, she's also appeared in movies uh, or in TV shows, I should say, as Legion, Roswell, and Reservation Dogs. And if you haven't seen Reservation Dogs, hilarious! I've been wanting to see it. I just it's not like it's not like horror, so it's like I never really get to see it. But I I know everybody loves it, so I really yeah. The I really Spirit Guide it. is fucking hilarious. Anyways, it also has Dakota Beavers, which is his first film. 
Really? Okay. Yeah. He's pretty good. He he was excellent, wasn't he? Well, he kind of, a lot of people were giving this movie crap because he kind of seemed a little too, like, modern talking, you know? So I can see. Yeah. But he does seem to kind of, like, flow really well. That's all I mean. Yeah, for sure. He's an Arizona native. Oh, okay. Cool. This movie also stars Dan DeLigro, an actor and former professional basketball player. Oh, okay. Overseas teams. He is tall. I mean, he is pretty tall. He plays the predator. I mean, if you're playing the predator, yeah, yeah. you got to be at least, you know. This is actually his first role. And what's crazy is that first role, one of the biggest movies or TV series to hit Hulu as far as watched. Hmm. This is why they made a 4K of it, probably. In a right. <laughs> They're like, people want to eat this up. Yeah. The budget for this movie was $65 million. Now, as far as box office, you know, we all know it's a Hulu original and went straight to streaming. That's probably also why they made a 4K of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Didn't have to pay all that advertising See, money. So what did you think about this movie, Alex? Well, I am surprised that this movie didn't make it to the theaters, first of all. Everybody was. Yeah. Oh, dude. Like, I understand that they spent a lot of money, and I wish that there was probably more practical effects in this movie, but I think they had a mix of two. Um, there is a lot of CGI in it, though, that a lot of people were a little dis disappointed with, which I understand, you know, the gore, seeing real gore versus CGI gore is, you know, it's kind of up in the air for some people. A lot of people really don't like the CGI gore, but I think they do some cool things sometimes. It's not the worst experience that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it, at least they can, they can do it, but there were some moments in the film that were pretty graphic and violent. And this was a definite Hunter V Hunter movie which it was nice to see them go back and kind of do this. And I, from what I hear, they might even, there was a, like if you watch at the end of the credits, this movie kind of continues on. And the, the, the sequel might, there might be a sequel for this. But that would make sense from what I saw. Right. But we'll talk about that in the extras. What I saw when I first watched this, I was like, wow, this is fucking really good. Now, there are debates about whether or not, you know, they are speaking kind of modern, like, you know, they did that even when Robin Hood came out when he said, fuck, remember yeah. that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that whole controversy, but there was still like an interesting movie. It was either that or it was like the, the cowboy movie, which was the one young guns when they said, fuck in that or something. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Was I think it, it was guns? Robin Hood that they did it. And, and it was Christian Slater who said, fuck. And they were like, ah, everybody was like so mad about it. I don't think it's that big a deal. Like, it's it's an alien space movie, okay? Yeah. <laughs> she uses a weapon in the film that's questionable, too, but it's really cool because she ties it to, like, a, a, a rope, and she's, like, using it in the movie a lot. It's really cool looking on screen. I mean, if you saw John Wick doing it, nobody would question it. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody would fucking say a goddamn word. So she's John Wick, indigenous. You know what I mean? She's kind of a badass, and I like that about this character. She's She was more than just, you know, just this shallow written character, in my opinion. Like, you see her struggles. You see her having to put up with, like, the tribe. Now, I don't know how, you know, accurate that would have been, you know, for tribes back then or whatever. You know, everything's a little bit different, you know, when you, when you think about that kind of stuff. Like, I don't know how, you know, the, the culture would be necessarily to women, you know what I mean, back in that time. Would they have let them hunt? Would they have given him just as much Actually, shit? Actually, I, I did do some research about the Comanche. Really? There was female. They were usually like the snipers. Oh, they were okay. Like the, they Which makes sense for right. this movie. We'll get into that later. But yeah, I, I mean, I honestly really think that 
This is a very competently made film. It is an excellent addition to the Predator franchise. It is probably one of the better films in the Predator franchise. And ever it, since, too, I would have to say that that you're dead ringer on it's, that. It it's is. definitely better than the last Predator that before this. It's definitely better than Predators, even though I kind of like some of the lore, but I hated the dude from the '70s show in it. Oh, dude, yeah, what he a bad it. casting. Not, not only him, but also fucking Morpheus, who fucking ruined the movie for me too. Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, he was terrible in that scene. Like. It just made no sense to me, and it kind of pissed me off a little bit. But otherwise, I love the kind of icon, the, the concept, and I think Robert Rodriguez directed that film. Dude, in the scene with the the guy from the uh, what's the well, Japanese gang? Yeah, in the his field with the really moonlight. Cool. Oh, dude, with this. Oh, I would have loved to scene. see more of his character in them. That seems like a comic book movie in a way, like one of those like additional comics that you would read that in between the stories yeah. that they would put out, you know? So I kind of liked it for that reason, but I still think this is better than Predators and that last Predator. I'm a fan of the second Predator. I know a lot of people hate it. Oh, I love it. I think it's cheesy fun. And yeah, he's getting too old for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> because Lethal Weapon 2 had already, I think, been out since this movie came, we, since part two came out. I'm going to sidetrack a little bit, but... Uh, not too much. Not too much, but... What what was the movie that Devin said was better than the original? Oh, he said Predator was the the one that was not the fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger Predator, uh, right, right, but right. The one that came out that was this last one, the one before this. Was that the last one before this? Yeah, he said it, and man, that blew me away. It dude. blew me away too. So I was like, dude, are you serious? I think he just likes the camaraderie between the, the people that are in the movie because you know you got you got uh, Key in there who you know with who was with Jordan Peele and right. Kim Peele and you got the other guy who's in it who's actually kind of fun some of the camaraderie's there but I just thought it was really cheesy it, it, it was just they were just rattling it off you know what I mean it's like but um bump but um bump right but um bump it's it, like come on it felt a little too much too much but I still think so you know this fits somewhere at least in the middle I like the first two and this one probably the most out of all of them so I would love to see another one. Oh yeah you know, because this one is it kind of left off in a way that it just it was really brutal. I loved all the different elements in it. I loved just rawness of the like hunter aspect of it. There were some things that they did in the movie that were really cool. It's not a perfect film, you know, but I liked it. I liked it a lot. So what about you? I, I Oh, by the way, I think I gave this movie an eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Yeah, I think that's respectable. That is re respectable. Yeah. Um. I, I I love this movie. Like like you, I think it was uh, better than the last two Predator movies, even better than probably my favorite AVP, which was Requiem. Okay. And uh, it it just it, it it was it kept my attention all the way through. There was no. I wouldn't really parts. compare the Requiem movies or the the Aliens versus Predator movies. Everybody always kind of like pushes those off to the side when you're specifically talking, talking about, about the, the Predator. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I I always put them in the same universe. Oh, sure, but, I mean, they're going to be doing Romulus, or, no, wait, I'm sorry, they're going to be doing Aliens vs. Predator, a TV series or something, or a movie coming really? Yeah, on Hulu soon. And Hulu is also doing Romulus, too, though, Yeah, right? they're doing Romulus as well. Yeah. Well, it's all Fox, and it's all Disney now, so. Is Disney got a hand in that? Disney owns Fox. Oh, you're right. I totally forgot. Yeah. Oh, crap. That's why they fired Tucker. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't think they actually, I don't think they own the news part of that, but they do own the Fox entertainment side of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do think it's my favorite predator film since predator two, uh, out of all predators, the original is still my all time favorite. It's the classic film. Yeah. yeah. 
It's just great. It's, I know people don't like the first one, which really blows my mind a little bit. It's right. just a different era. You it know? was. Like, dude, the, the one of my favorite scenes, it's such a nothing scene, but when he first um, sees his old sergeant again and they do the whole hand claps and they're, like, flexing their muscles or, like, like you know, bro time. Sure. <laughs> Whatever. But, yeah, I, it's a great film. The cinematography was awesome. Uh, yeah, there, maybe maybe there was a little too much CGI, you know. I mean, I, it's, a, it's an, a definite argument people can have. Right. I don't think it's a wrong argument to have. I, I think there's a middle ground that I think that most people need to meet. That with. you should be able to accept a right. little bit for the sake of the story. Exactly. But I, I, I did like that, that the Predator wasn't so much CGI. There was some CGI Predator scenes. Sure. But it it definitely felt organic and it felt like he was present and not just an Dude, image on the screen. I like how they kind of also took the um, the tools and the utensils they aged them. Yeah. So they're earlier versions of everything that you saw in the first Predator. Right. And it's even, yeah, it, it's like less advanced than right. what you're, you're used to seeing. Very cool. Very I cool. I love the mask, too. I thought the mask was really cool. There's actually a tidbit of trivia on that mask. Oh, okay. But uh, all around, I would have to give this film, man, you went eight. I mean, it could be 8.5. It's That's just, where it's, I was kind of leaning towards. It's nuzzled in that area. You yeah, know? yeah. 8.5 8. is where where we're setting on this one, I think. Okay. Uh, where would you place it again with your favorite movies of all of them? Out of all the Predators, it'd be right after two. Okay. So it'd be one, two, and then this one. I mean, Pred. a lot of people were saying it's as good as the first, but I think it just was more reminiscent. Of the first of one. Of the first. Yeah. And it has that kind of gusto about it, which is good. And I think that's kind of what people realize they missed after seeing it. But so many people hate the fucking Predator in the city. But I read all the comics of the a Aliens versus Predator. Right. And they had a lot of city stuff in there and a lot of like spaceships and shit. And See, like when you're mentioning that shit, like I know we're trying to keep these two separate. But I, I, I dip back into what you were saying about the, the movies feeling similar mm -hmm. is how I felt about the Alien trilogy. Like okay. everybody hated Aliens 3. I actually really liked it. I thought it because it brings you back to the original Alien, where there was one antagonist. What does that have to do with Predator, though? I, I don't know because AV <laughs> they go together. Oh, they go together. So you're saying that this is kind of like the third part, right? Okay, I get you. Well, yeah, I definitely think it deserves some credit. I think a lot of people were really just being. I'm not saying that they were wrong for how they didn't like it, and just because you didn't like it doesn't mean you hate women or anything stupid like that. <laughs> I'm just saying that there were a lot of those guys out there, too. Really? Yeah, there was fucking videos all over fucking YouTube of people just being stupid babies. I think... Oh, there's a woman right. on the screen. Like, shut the fuck up, dude. Jesus Christ. Did it, you, you can clearly tell they never lived through the 80s when they bitch about stuff like that. Because we had a ton of that stuff when we were growing up. It was like that was a women's movement in, in, in Hollywood, even if it wasn't really happening behind the scenes. You know what I mean? But I just, I think it's a stupid complaint. It, it's clicks. It's views. They, they want to be an edgelord. They, you know, they want to be that different person. But when they don't, they fail to realize is that you trying to be different is just not, doing what everybody else is And doing. I'm not saying everybody, guys. I'm just saying those specific people, okay? Right. I'm not like trying to label people, okay? I'm saying that just, you know, just because there's a female lead and yeah, they pushed that a little bit. It doesn't bother me. No. Ever. Never has. Like, you know what I mean? I don't really care. It didn't bother me in Resident Evil. It didn't bother me in Ultraviolet. It didn't bother me in fucking Alien. It didn't bother me in all these fucking movies that have female leads in them. And it doesn't bother me whatsoever. I, I love that the f two films that you named off 
the first two films are just Mila Jolovich. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, it's just I was just connecting the dots as I was saying them, but so. yeah, I don't know. But yeah, there. I think there's definitely some argument to be had about some of the CGI and um, and the argument that it's as good as the first. Right. But you know, everybody has their own opinions. Like I said, there is there is that middle ground, and I think more directors and producers need to see where that is. Put a little practical in there. Why didn't they test this out and put it in the theaters? What, what, where were they thinking that this was not going to do well? Why, why did they think it was not going to do well? And I it was no. Is it because it was like I like I I looked into it a little bit, but I don't I don't really know. They don't really say. It's just like like I know that they were getting bought. Maybe they so were maybe just looking at the numbers from the last Predator film. Yeah, well, a lot of times what these companies will do, and this has been kind of in the news lately. And sorry to derail everything, guys. But a lot of these like companies will write off their fucking movies so they could get money back, really, on their failed project, huh? And they won't put them out, but they still put it out on streaming. So, does that even count? Do you even get money back for that? No, I don't think so. I don't know how it works legally because I'm still thinking they they have to get some kind of compensation for how much something is watched or streamed or whatever. I would assume they probably made their money back by now based on that movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much they would have made off. Well, especially of, so how much it was watched, and then you said they released a 4K. Right. I mean, Hulu's been putting out some pretty good stuff here recently because Disney bought it. So mm. clearly, there's. Uh, I hope there's another Hell Hellraiser's in the books because I hope so too. I hope David Fincher's attached to it as well. So I don't really. I think it was David Fincher, right? He did the David Bruckner. He's the guy that did the signal. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure that's the same guy. Am I am I am I wrong here? Let me look that up. <laughs> Yeah, he did the signal. Bruckner did the signal. And that was the one with Charlie Sheen, right? No, the signal. The one that I've always introduced you to about the people that go crazy. Oh! You almost you almost you almost hit my wife. You almost fucked my wife. That's the one with the the guy who does the voice for the mold, right? He's no. the DJ. Or no. I'm thinking that's that's not the same movie. I'm no. thinking about the radio. The signal is about these people that are in oh! Yeah, I got it. I yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about now. Yeah, I talk about that movie like all the fucking time. It's one of my favorite fucking indie movies. Where that guy gets fucking doused with like bug spray and shit. In the eyes. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, Yeah, that really burns in uh That was such a good film. I'm so glad like I still have that copy. It is me. so it's one of the most unique anthologies I've ever seen because all the stories connect. Yeah. So anyway. We do have a little bit of trivia. Patrick's going to sling some for us, and uh, we're going to talk about it. Obviously, this movie had uh, Comanche language for the first time um, ever you know, yeah. in a film, which is pretty big and unique. I was kind of hoping that the actors would speak Comanche, but I know that's kind of a tall ask, considering it's not like there's just one tribe that they had for this movie. They had multiple different tribes from all over the place that joined in on this movie, but they all had indigenous people too on top of it. I think the way they blended that though, I think it, it conveyed it well. Right. She uses some of the language in there, mm -hmm. but she does not speak Comanche. No. <laughs> so, but it is interesting that they did dub it in Comanche. And I think that's a yeah, really, you can watch it in Comanche. It is cool. It is. It's not as cool as it would have been if it was in straight Comanche. Yeah. It was funny because when I watched this, I was like, I actually did some research on the Comanche tribe. Oh, okay. So yeah, if you guys want to check this movie out, watch it on Hulu or pick up the 4k online. Thank you. Plumpke for donating it to the podcast again. And, uh, if you don't want anything spoiled, here's your warning. All right. This is this you can edit this out if you want, Alex, but I just I just thought these were interesting tidbits about the, the actual Comanche tribe. Okay. Uh, they were uh, nomadic 
okay tribe so they wondered they didn't really stay in one place they were okay they're probably one of the most fierce native tribes that there is like you did not want to mess with the fucking comanche see i heard that about blackfoot tribe too as well which is where my family comes from really yeah huh i i wouldn't like you know go to the council or anything like that to get like any free college or anything out of it you know they were one of the first tribes that were known to fight on horseback Hmm. Okay, cool. They were very skilled horse, horse, how would you say it? Uh, Horse riders? Horsemanship? No. (laughs) No, you don't think? I don't know what that's called, but I don't think horsemanship is the... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And they were actually, if I could, the Comanche had many native tribes as enemies. Oh, okay. For almost 200 years, they fought the Spain, Mexico, and the U.S. They were holding it down. Comanche raids were famous and very feared at the time. Wow. Their territory was known as... Uh, Comancheria. Comancheria. So they had a whole plot of land where people would not step foot on because they knew who that land belonged to. Right. Like I said, they were holding it down. Yeah. They, would, they, they held back on nothing. Like women, children, men especially. They're a very interesting tribe. Okay. Uh, what's funny is about this movie is that the movie takes place in the northern Great Plains, which was nowhere near where nowhere. they were. They were in the southern plains, right? That's what I was thinking because, like, that's where the Spanish took tried to take and conquer is in right the, in the south. So, mm-hmm. but hey, Hollywood, yeah, it's just a movie. It's a movie, <laughs> but at least they tried in other areas, right? You know, so yeah, and some of the some of the stuff they tried to do well, probably not. They probably should have looked at the territory a little bit closely but the dogs that they used the dog that naru had was a carolina and these dogs were are part of the same breed that men had like over sixteen thousand years ago oh wow yeah so they've been around for a long time yeah so it was fun that they they tried to you know what said pay it? attention to some of the minute details yeah i'd heard that they were trying to like get the closest thing to the oldest dog that they could and these are like descendants of that or something right, right? yeah and the, the 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 skull mask that you were talking about the the feral predators biomask is made from the same skull as a river ghost from the predators oh okay which is pretty cool so the rattlesnake scene okay so the rattlesnake for you people who didn't take biology or don't know anything wouldn't about be snakes. up in the northern plains either it would, wouldn't be there either no yeah it's all this <laughs> it's all southwest dude right uh it could see him because it it senses heat so, oh yeah well i kind of figured because it kind of like knew exactly where it was but also the dog did too i noticed did you yeah because, because well that's the dog with a wolf the sense their nose they very prominent on scent yeah but they also have like night vision kind of so i wonder if they could see something maybe because they see in a different spectrum of light than we do i liked how they did that whole like you know chain of command you know, right like, like the, the the rat eats the spider and the snake eats the rat yeah it was like all the way through all the way to the human they did that a couple of times yeah they, did, the it, yeah, they did it from the dog because you see him melting the, the skull down of the dog yeah and then after that he hears a dog bark and that's when he goes after her when she runs into the bear mm. and then gets the attack by a bear which it did look a little CGI there. Yeah. But still like, great fight. There's scene. no way that he lifted that fucking bear over his head. That was the one thing a lot of people <laughs> like were no pretty upset about. But I did like how he decked the motherfucker. 
<laughs> and she was like, bam. And then he just like sat, let it drain its blood all over his body like some fucking vampire or some shit. Like, I don't know what they the just bathe in the blood. Ah. It was cool, though. <laughs> it was. I uh, think it was just just to get to that scene of the reveal. So she kind of understood what it was that was attacking the bear. Did you notice that she there was a couple of throwback lines or there's one at least? Which one? Where Naru says, do it. Oh, yeah. Do it. Do it right do here. It. Do it now. <laughs> do it now. Well, the scene is kind of similar, remember, where he falls, he goes off the waterfall it is into very the mud. Similar. Yeah, yeah. 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 That, a lot of people also had an issue with the uh, end scene, by the way, which was, you know, like how she figured out that the, the where the red dot goes, boom, you know, wherever the red dot goes, bang, you're dead. Who was that Jason Six? Yeah, yeah Jason we, Six. We did a shot on that. Yeah, we, we did it the red, red dot. dot. Shot. Yeah, that's yeah. funny. Wherever the red dot goes, bang, bang. you're dead. <laughs> he was in. That guy was in Shocker. Oh, dude, it's been such a long time since I see. Ch- and I was actually trying to tell my friend that because he was talking about how he enjoyed killers that went through like uh means like electricity and i was like dude there's a movie uh, i can't fucking remember the name of it yeah. it was killing me dude yeah uh what's his name pinkerton jumps into that guy at some point and mm. he has a heart attack because he gets out of the jail yeah through the woman and then it's like i don't know it's just long day i love shocker dude i hope they come out with 4k of that because oh, that, they probably will that's such a cheese dick movie this is, of course, the the. This is also the predator that is pre plasma cannon on his shoulder, so he didn't have that. No, he had spears, but he had the spear. Arrows. He did have the arm band that would explode or whatever. It which, wasn't an explosion though; it was like a shock drones or something. Yeah, which which that one guy shows up with the the thing on his leg. Like, when did that happen? Uh yeah, that was there was a couple of moments where I was a little confused by some of that, but. Mm. Yeah, because I thought one of the scenes happened before that. Right. So when I rewatched it, I was like, wait a second. I thought this happened before or after. I can remember. So I don't know. I know that at the post credit scene, there's that animated thing we were talking about, the end title sequence, which alludes to the next chapter in the story. And this uh, credit sequence was made by top award-winning Native American artists in hide art, painting in animal hides to be more period uh, accurate. So... But the early script idea was that it was supposed to be the first time a predator had ever come to Earth. And the original outline can still be seen when the predator kills random animals of all sizes for its trophies, like we were talking about. I'm kind of glad that they niched that idea, though, because it kind of like spits in the face of the lore that already exists. You need to have more mystery to it anyway, because it's like nice that they've been visiting us forever. Right. He's just one of the other ones. You know what I mean? So... But it also explains why the Comanche were somewhat capable of fighting off the Predator in hand-to-hand combat as it bled from cuts, scratches. He, dude, the Predator got cut up a lot. In this film, dude, got his head shot. Yeah, got his dude, he still off. lived through that, too. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? There was a couple of cheesy cheesy things, though, but apparently they're saying that this, this Predator was much weaker for not being protected against these others because a lot of people were really upset. Like, this predator, there's no way he can lift a bear, but he can't fight a bitch. You know, like, oh, calm down. Yeah. It's a fucking movie. It's an alien, dude. Like, you know what I mean? And he did go after her. He did slice her in the chest with the shield thing that Mm -hmm. he has, the arm shield. Right. Which it looked like it would have cut her fucking head off. Like, really, if you think about it. But it just, she's just like, ah, ah, you know, like some Mortal Kombat <laughs> character, you know, like, yeah. Also that it, it didn't have a, a oxygen mask. So it's breathing in 
a uh, level of oxygen that it's not used to. So it's not, this is like early predator. That's what they're explaining in, in the, uh, and that's why it didn't have as much armor. And that's why it didn't have all this stuff. So Dane DeLiegro, who plays the predator is six foot nine, which is 5.5 inches shorter than Peter Hall, who played the original predator, who was seven foot, two and a half, seven foot. Yeah. Two and a half. But I think he did a really good job, though. Like, I think he looked really good as a predator in this movie. Yeah. It was really one of my favorite predator looks. Right. Honestly. And as far as, like, size, the, the camera tricks they did, you couldn't, it, it wasn't noticeable. No. Also, we got to talk about the one big thing that ties this into the movies previously, which is... The pistol. The pistol. Yes. Which I knew when I saw him hand it to her, because it was so such a weird scene when that guy who's like speaking he's like the translator wait i think he was french or something no i think he was i don't know i don't know but he spoke like he said he spoke 17 different languages or something like that and uh he at one point gets his leg chopped off obviously and he's like needs her help and so he hands her the gun and teaches her how to use it and i'm like this is way too on the nose i was like that handgun looks a lot and you could see the name on it and i was like danny glover yep I was like, that's the one. As soon as I saw it in the theater, I was like, oh, there it is. There it is. And like I was going to say earlier, this is what make, leads me to believe that there is going to be another film. Because how does a predator get the, the gun well, right. back? Well, that story at the end of the movie that's all done in that art cave art drawing tells the entire story of what happens next. You should just watch it. But basically, it goes on to say that they fight the aliens come back to pick up their guy like they did in Aliens versus Predator. Right. Two, I think it was. Yeah, Aliens vs. Predator 2. And they come back to get their guy, and then they uh, Comanche have to fight off a, a whole horde of them. And so I'm pretty sure that's where they get the gun. Little disappointing on the shot, because she didn't know how to use the handgun, but she did still shoot him in the back of the head. Yeah. And uh, it would have been kind of a cowardly shot, if you think about it, if she would have beat him. Like that. But then, again, he also went invisible, so and that's pretty cowardly, too. Yeah. I, I, and to be honest, I was I was hoping for a little bit more axe play with that that the axe on the little rope. Like I wanted some more. Of oh that. yeah, I wish. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like it would have been cool if she like threw it at his head and then and, ripped his mask exactly. off. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. But she pulls it off herself. I think at one point. No, that she. You know, she he gets knocked off. That's right. Yeah, it gets yeah. knocked off, and then she shoots it off in the next scene. Right. The next thing that it comes off in. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Because yeah, I think the brother it, knocks uh, it she off. She sets remember. it up in the in the trees. Right. So that the arrow. Will, yeah. The arrow will come around and kill him. Mm-hmm. Which is, yeah, you know, it's questionable, but it's still fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I think that's pretty much everything. You know, I mean, there's other trivia and stuff like that, but yeah, I it was fun to watch this again. And man, holy shit. Did it look good on the fucking new Blu-ray player? And I really enjoyed the. the I won't. I hate to step back, but I, I really did enjoy the chemistry between the guy who plays her brother, and it just felt organic and real. <laughs> maybe not for the times, but you maybe know. not for the. But I think they just had good chemistry. Right. No. Yeah. I definitely thought. I thought he was a competent actor. Like he's, oh, especially you know, especially for being his first role. Yeah. And Great I like job. that they're kind of reaching out to other people to to spice up things. So I, I actually read up upon on him, and that's how I found out he was from Arizona. But his mother is uh, Mexican and native, 
and his father is English and Scottish. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. everybody's kind of mixed up nowadays anyway. Right. We're a know. melting pot. It's America, at, baby. At this point in time. Yeah. Like, it's it's very rare to have. I'm 100% found out. <laughs> Lizzo style, you know. But yeah. No, I, I enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed watching it again. Thank you, Plemke. Dude, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. I'm glad to be it. here, bro. It was fun. You know, I know we got a little wild in the beginning, guys, but don't worry. We're just. That's how we do. We're just silly bitches. That's all it is. You know, Christina's going to come back next week. She uh, had to help out her mom for this week. So, you know, she'll be back next week for a new episode. And actually, she's like the she's like the the manager. (laughs) We said she keeps you in track. She does. She does. Because I'm scatterbrained fucking like the artsy guy, you know, like sort of artsy, I guess. And I'm just here for the ride. I just want to see where it goes. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm here. (laughs) He's here to push me into the corners where I shouldn't be. (laughs) Anyway, but we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Give a shout out to Patrick. Please give this episode a share if you can to someone, you know, who loves horror or likes these movies or just wants the new podcast to listen to. That's how we survive. That's how we get by. I want to keep doing this podcast and uh getting more followers i know i've slacked on really kind of pushing it lately so if you guys could help out it would mean the world to me because i still love doing this and i want to continue to keep doing it so real quick about this photo you should put it at the very end of the podcast oh so, like n- people have to like listen to the whole podcast. well it's not it's, it's <laughs> or not, i guess they can always find there's those. no video it's just gonna be on the episode oh it's gonna be the thumbnail huh yeah oh, no God. no no i'm gonna put it in the episode if you guys want to see Geralt of Rivia. (laughs) I'll show you what I mean. Anyway, toss a coin to your Witcher. But uh, we'll see you next time. And as always, long live the void.